Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, transcope. Surgeon, go fly. Econ, we're going fly. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control, go. Go, go. FAO, we are go. Network, go. Recovery, go. Capcom, we're going fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Palomino, first time, uh, 2024, right? Uh, last time. Uh, it's been well, a little less than a year since you last competed, but you're going up against Austin Trout. And, you know, one thing I noticed, Palomino, is that Austin Trout put you there on the Mount Rushmore of bare knuckle fighting. So there is a little bit of respect going into this fight. But would you say, and I've been there, I've seen all these fights that you've done in bare knuckle fights. Um, would you put this as, as your toughest challenge to date because of that over well, 40 boxing fights that he's had? Yeah, I mean, yeah, man. You know, a, a boxer with that type of season is always going to be very dangerous, right? Yeah. Talking about two time former WBA world champion, you know, fighting people like Canelo, like, you know, the Charlo brothers, you know, Mikel Cotto, like those are big names, you know. So that's that's a lot of experience coming into the game. But then again, you know, uh, this is a different game. Although there is hands being thrown in like boxing, this was the actual birth of boxing, and it was a little too rugged for boxers today. Just today, look at us like we're crazy. But hey, respects to him, you know, he he's crazy enough to step in a square circle. So you know, he brings he brings a legit challenge. Yeah, no doubt this is your welterweight championship that's on the line. You're undefeated, man. 9-0 and in bare-knuckle fighting. No one has been able to stop you. Uh, you know, keep it going. You you might be classified as the GOAT uh, of this sport. And it's crazy to think you've had that, that you know, victorious, luxurious life as a mixed martial artist. And going back, Palomino, would, did you ever find yourself think of this would be the sport for you where you would just be just at another level? Yes, man, definitely. I think this sport was literally made for me. And, you know, you know, the 40, what, 44 fights I had in, in MMA, you would say it's like the amateurs that I had to do to be the undefeated champion that I am today. You know, I am the number one pound for pound bare knuckle boxer in the planet right now. You know, and my record speaks for itself. And it's just a game that was definitely, you know, I was born for this, man, ready for this. And I think I'm going to I'm gonna come out with a record that's going to be very hard to break. If we were to flash forward, and this is a tough question, it's a tough question, just me thinking about it. But if we were to go back, right, and let's say bare knuckle was what it is today and MMA is what it is today, would Palomino would have chosen MMA or bare knuckle to go professionally, or would you just been go, you know, go from one sport to the other? I, I'd have honestly done both, man. You know, it, it, with youth in your in your side. Yeah. You know, I think a competitor like myself. I'm always going to want to test myself in everywhere, you know? And it, it also depends on what, what timeline it caught me in, right? And let's say, you know, that, that it caught me in a time where I hadn't gotten into MMA yet. Remember, I came from doing capoeira for yeah. so much of And the first thing that I did was boxing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then after club boxing, I was only 10, 10 years old to 13 years old. After that, I did capoeira, you know, when I was like, what, 14 years old, all the way to like my adult life, you know? So... 
depending on the timeline. If I would have, have already been like with years of experience in Capoeira and I already had done my boxing, then maybe it would have been the first choice and then Bernoco. But if I wouldn't have gotten into Capoeira and martial arts, Jiu-Jitsu and stuff like that, then I definitely would have gone Bernoco. So it really depends on the timeline. You know? Yeah, and I say that because I see, you know, I, I look at you, I look at Kimball and I see some other guys that did MMA, Anderson Silva, but you know, he's an exception, right? But I've seen some of yes. these guys that they did MMA, then they go to boxing, and but they started later in their in their in their lifetime or later in their career. And like, man, what would have happened if they would have been just boxing sure. right from the beginning? Because it's it's a little lighter on your knees. You know, you're underground. I mean, MMA is is a is a very rigorous, tough sport on your body. Yes, man. Yes, MMA takes a real toll on your body, man. A real toll. And and you're right when you're saying like you you seen Anderson Silva. You see, that you're also, you know, yeah. trying to get into the boxing game, you know, but, you know, maybe a little late, you know, maybe it's not, you know, it, it really comes down to, you know, getting the opportunities. Will they give this man the opportunities to fight the bigger dudes, the bigger names? And are they in a, in a time of their life where the body will allow them to perform at that peak, you know, at that peak that they were when they were in UFC? You know, those are the questions you gotta ask, you know? Man, I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, and I'm not telling you as a journalist, but as a fan, if for whatever, whatever reason would be, let's say if Justin Gaethje were to leave MMA and go to bare knuckle and put you you two together in a in a squared circle, boy, that would be an awesome fight, dude. That would be a fight of the century. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing, I'm, getting, I'm just getting chills thinking about that. Yeah, man, think about it, right? <laughs> we, we, we fought, we got this first fight that we did yeah, and we got like 11, 11 million, million views on it, and it wasn't yeah. a UFC show. It was, it was, it was, it wasn't even BFL that is today. Yeah, it was World Series of Fighting before it became BFL, and we got all those eyes from that fight, you know. And we're talking about in a fight where, you know, I had to worry about takedowns because mm-hmm. he did. He was a very, you know, respectful wrestler, right. and he did do his takedowns in the middle of the fight because I put him in trouble myself. But now in Miracle, where we can both just let it all go, man, that would be that, yeah. a fight for the centuries. Man, that that would be awesome. So, Justin Gage, if you're hearing that, if you consider you have some yes, some tough tough luck in MMA, come to Bear Knuckle Fighting and see this fight with Palomino. Now, um, Austin, try right? What, what? So what do you think that you have that can beat this guy? I know you've been training with Eric El Tire Castaño. I was actually talking to him not long ago, and he was like, man, you know, I got Palomino and I ton of these things. He's fast. I mean, he's furious with his punches. He's very technical. And, you know, I followed your career a long time ago, Palomino. And, and I mean, you're just a different guy in there. You're, you really, truly are. Yeah. So what yeah, is it that you have that, that, what is that arsenal? What is that weapon that sets you apart apart from, from Austin? Yeah, to, to answer your question directly, man, is, it's, you know how they say there's level state shit, right? Yeah. There's level state this game, you know? All right, so he's a seasoned glove boxer, right? And, and if I was to step in his ring, you would say, well, I'm an amateur stepping into a ring with a professional, you know? And even though it's only nine fights, it's nine fights of nine, nine fights of experience with bare knuckle. But the thing is, before those nine fights, I was boxing with MMA gloves, four-ounce gloves. And before glove, um, MMA fights, I already had scars in every single of my knuckle from all the bare knuckle fights I did in the street. So I think it comes down to the animal, the dog in the fight, and I'm the bigger dog in that fight. I mean that that's gonna show. He's a real good boxer, very high level, okay, great. But I'm the bigger dog in the fight. And that's what's gonna show, that's what's gonna get my hands raised in the end. Yeah, one thing about Paladin, your career is in Bare Knuckle fighting, being at it since twenty twenty. Now we're going into the fourth year. 
And I know you've been calling out those names, you know, the the, the Mike Perrys and, 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 and all these other guys, the, the Eggers, right? That uh, have made that, that ship, that jump from MMA to, to bare knuckle fighting. But why is it, man? Why is it that they don't give you these names? Because <laughs> I want to see it, man. I mean, you got what it takes. <laughs> you got it, bro. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you're, you're bringing it up. This, this was going on, man. BKFC is, is a relatively new sport, okay? And yet, it, it, even though it's growing really fast, you know, you have to be careful with the moves you make business-wise, right? So business-wise, you're bringing in these names that come in with a million, half a million followers and more, you know, UFC names, you know, names like Eddie Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez Bellator, yeah. former UFC champion, yeah. Mike Perry, you know, a, a UFC superstar, you know, Luke Rockhold, former UFC heavy uh, champion. Like, so once you have those those investments, you know, you want to look out for them. You want to make sure that they come in there to do a show. People are still watching them. But I think that we're beyond and past that, that already. I think we have enough eyes on us to be able to focus on the champions that were made at home, like myself, like the juggernaut, like Christian Ferreira. You know, we were made in the house. And all, we, all we're asking for and all we need is an opportunity to get one of these so-called big names or one of these high-profile names, you know, to do our work in. You know what I mean? And it, it can't go wrong because, look, let's say you give me Eddie Alvarez, mm-hmm. you know, former Bellator, former UFC champion. Okay. Now, let's say I beat him. What do you have? You have a guy that, was, that wasn't a UFC star. You have a guy that became a star in your show that was that was regrouped. You know, re- reborn in your in your show, right? So you have your own natural champion, you know, organic made in your house, beating up, you know, Bellator, UFC, former champions. Yeah. And if okay, now let's say I lose, let's say your champion loses. Well, at least your champion lost to a former UFC, former Bellator world champion. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I think it's I think it's about time already, man. So the other thing, uh, Roman, that you gotta understand is. Dana White has said this a couple of times, right? You can't force anybody to fight. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just can't force anybody to fight, right? So some of these guys, they they, they just literally do not want to fight. You know what I mean? They, they just don't want to fight. Like, like they, they get them in there, they get them in there, and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, I asked for them right away, and crickets. Chad Mendes is my biggest example. Chad Mendes, I called him up back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He did his debut. He left for an entire year because I kept calling him out. So he retired. He get, he got out. He comes back to fight Eddie Alvarez. Now Eddie Alvarez gets signed. Now you got Eddie Alvarez fighting Chad Mendes, you know? And I'm like, whoa, so what am I going to fight with these guys? And now after Eddie Alvarez debuts with Chad Mendes, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get this fight with Eddie Alvarez. Now he's my weak ass. And now you put Eddie Alvarez to fight Mike Perry <laughs> at a way higher weight class. You know, so so think about the fear, all right? Think about the fear and the truth of the matter of my skill level that they would put somebody in my weight class as a high-profile name with somebody with another high-profile name that is two times heavier than me just because they have a better chance at that bigger person. Can you believe that? Because that's what happened with Perry. Yeah. I said it. I said Perry is going to take out Eddie Alvarez, not because he's better, but because the dog in him is better. Right. Because Eddie Alvarez is the better striker. Right. And we saw it in the fight. Eddie Alvarez beat up Mike Perry. Like every single other fight, uh, Eddie Alvarez won that fight until Perry landed yeah. and started hurting him and turned the whole fight around. 
And it means he almost went out. Terry almost went out two times with some shaky legs. Right. You know, so now yeah. what I'm doing is, since the people in my weight class don't want to face me, I've been calling out for Mike Perry uh, to fight Mike Perry for the last two years. Now I did it publicly when they, when they last fought. Yep. So um, I'm hoping, well, I'm hoping no. David Feldman is a man of his word, and this is his word, the last time that spoke to him. He said, Palomino, you do what you do, and I'll do what I do. Meaning, you do what you do. You put on a show on, on February 2nd where, where people want where people want to see you fight, and I'll do what I do, meaning I'll get you to fight against my parent next. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that that's what happens next. We're going to have to hold on to our seats. Now, Palomino, you know, you and I, we, we're basically almost the same age, right? And I'm sure you probably got this question before, but... How much of Palomino do we got left in, in in the sport of combat sports? Are you gonna are you gonna break records here? You know, maybe you know go up. Uh, I think it was uh, Dan Severn who had like a hundred fights. Guy was fighting like a sixty, and he still he did it. He did it. He legit did it. Now it's a record broken. You know? <laughs> we broke records when we hit eight and zero. Nobody has done that. Nine and zero. Nobody has done that. Now we're gonna hit double digits. Ten and zero. Nobody has done that. You know, three worlds out of the fences was the most in BKFC history. Right. Now we have six, and on February 2nd will be seven. So every fight is a new record broke, broken, you know what I mean? So uh, to answer your question with the, with the age thing, I feel great. I feel like I've been reborn uh, in this sport, in this game. It doesn't take the toll that it takes away from you when you're training for MMA. So I, I can guarantee you, as at the age of 45, you'll see me around. Nice, Palomino. Good forward and looking forward to this action here. It's in your own backyard. At the Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida. I know that gets that place gets slammed. I was there. Um, actually, no, I was in Miami. Actually, when you you fought during the the COVID, when you took on Jim Allers. Yes. That that was yes. COVID. Now imagine now, right? When COVID is pretty much dead, that place is gonna be rocking. Hollywood, Florida, Friday. You can catch it on Thriller TV. Austin Trout versus Luis Baboon Palomino for the welterweight championship. Palomino, man, thanks for 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 speaking to me. And I look forward to seeing you in action and uh, seeing more fights of you and, and maybe get that money fight after you get over uh, Austin Trout. Yes, sir.